Okay, we are being live streamed as of right now. So I'm going to the recording now. Guys, I live stream this and I record it via. Aloha and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson. Coming to you from Hawaiian Paradise Park on the beautiful big island with, of Hawaii. I'm with Anne. I'm so glad she's here. She's here every week, but I'm just always so glad to see her. She's uh, she, uh, she gives me great feedback. She's got really wonderful facial expressions. <laughs> I can't see any of you, so it's kind of weird just talking to people I can't see, but that's all right. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy you so much. And and those of you who are listening and watching on uh, Facebook and listening later, thank you so much. You're welcome to just um, come on Zoom if you're on Facebook and you're seeing this or just, you know, if you're seeing it later, you can just hit that link and uh, subscribe so you can join me live. That way you can ask questions in real time and you can always raise your hand if you have a question. Um, sometimes people ask me questions after the fact. And they're like, oh, I wish I was on. So I'm just letting you guys know in case you want to come on and, and be with me. So let's just take a moment. Let's tune in for a moment, okay? Because I don't know about you guys, but I've had a really uh, worldly day. <laughs> of course, there's been a lot of God involved as well, because that's just how it is for me. It's just that it's been one of those days where there's a lot of focus on worldly thing, which worldly things, which for most people, that's most Mondays for them anyways. <laughs> so um, anyways, let's just take a moment and have some have some nice breaths and kind of like tune in to uh, a, a different like a different mind space, a different energy. Because I need it. <laughs> Well, some of you might have been even saying a little prayer there. <laughs> Probably feeling into the body sense. And, you know, the body sense is really where it's at. You just feel into the body sense. That's how it is for me, you know. Um, we're having a sale right now. It's almost over right now. Today's the last day. And uh, that's miraclebotanicals.com in case you're hearing this and you want to get some good essential oils. It's 20% off until midnight. We've been having more sales than I think I've seen in I don't know how long. And, you know, it's just me and Tony. We don't have employees anymore. <laughs> um, not for getting orders out. We have some, you know, they they do some different stuff for us on the side still, but um, yeah, I had, I started early this morning, maybe like six o'clock and, um, worked straight through till noon, which is a lot for me. <laughs> Normally I work two hours. <laughs> I was going to say four. Um, I tell people I'm open for four hours. I'm around, <laughs> I'm not necessarily working. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, 
it's, it's a thing to just tune in to the body sense. And, you know, I noticed myself, I've actually been uh, awake since 1230 AM <laughs> have not slept all the way through. So 1230 AM um, was when I, I, uh, I go, Oh, let's get that newsletter thing ready. And it was like, I just had full backing to do that. You know, like I could tell, I just have inspiration. It's not like I'm dragging my ass over there. You know, I just have inspiration. That's how I know. It's like, it's, it's like, Oh, uh, how about that newsletter? Cause you know, last night when I got home, I was partying all day. I was having a great day. I was dancing out down at the lawn. If you guys know the lawn, I was dancing down at the lawn. I got ridiculously sweaty, kind of like fucked up. Like my feet were like, black from the dirt dancing in the dirt and someone wanted me to stop by their house and I'm like oh I'm for sure gonna stop by this guy's house he's such a sweetheart and he wants me to be there so bad it's so sweet <laughs> um so I'm going uh, at least that's my perception <laughs> um so so as I go over there my feet are just like you guys trippy it's like they're it's like different feet so I show up over there and I walk across the street with uh, I park on the street, walk across the street with bare feet, show up. There he is. He's having a little gathering. There's a bunch of people in there. He's inside of his house. And I, and I go, hey, buddy, whatever his name is. <laughs> I go, I need to wash my feet. Do you have a hose back here? So he comes over and he helps me wash my feet. And then my pants are like, I'm wearing these long linen pants that I end up like stepping on in the mud. So my pants, the bottom of my pants are like dragging on the floor and they're muddy and they're kind of wet. <laughs> He's offering me some pants and then I'm pegging my pants up, up and everything like that. So anyways, I had so much fun in that party. It was such the sweetest peeps. And then I got home at 830, which is, you know, it's. It's early to most people. I mean, you know, to me, it's like dark. I didn't cuddle up with my man yet. You know, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to bed. I'm like ready for bed. The thought occurs to me to do the newsletter because I do one final one to let people know they have like 15 hours left. So they're not like writing back, hey, you didn't give us enough notice, you know? <laughs> so the thought occurred to me at that time to do my newsletter at 8.30, you know? It's not like I was like, I wasn't inebriated in any way. I had maybe like, I don't know, like a, a couple tablespoons of wine, but that was earlier in the day. I just was like... um you know, feeling relatively like I could do that newsletter, you know, like, but the guidance wasn't there in the moment. That's the thing. That's what I wait. I just wait for that. I just trust that it's going to come when it comes. And then I just wait for that, you know? So then, so then, um, 1230 rolls around 1230 AM <laughs> and it's like, Oh, and then the thought occurs to me newsletter. And then it's like, yes, newsletter time. So it was really fun. I don't know if some of you guys got the newsletter or not. If you're not getting my newsletter, sign up. Uh, people love my newsletter. I get all kinds of feedback about it all the time. I just get really inspired and I talk about essential oils and stuff um, and different stuff. And I, I, fuck, I fuck around in the middle of the night usually. Um, 
I was just going to send everyone a banner that I made this really pretty banner that talked about that you have 15 hours left and it's got a clock and it's got butterflies and flowers on it and everything. And it looks awesome. Um, and I was just going to put a banner and send that to the newsletter, but no, <laughs> it just gets a whole, you know, and all this that I'm sharing with you guys right, right now, it comes back into sensing in the body sense, because that's where you're communicated to from spirit. Like that's where you're getting your communications from spirit in the body sense. So it's like when you feel a little off, when you feel a little, little off energy or something like that towards something, it's kind of like uh, the thing that's that's a perfect thing right now. It kind of like lights up in your awareness. And it's not like you have a choice between what you're going to do, but you could rise up against your guidance in your mind, whether you do it or not. Still, you don't have a choice. But when you rise up in thought, like kind of like go, um, I have to do this. It doesn't matter how it feels. I'm not even going to listen to my body, uh, you know, my body sense. Your body doesn't really talk to you. It's kind of like a weird thing because it's not intelligent. But you're listening. When you hear, ever you hear someone say, listen to your body, think about it as you're listening to that sense that's in your body. And it's like a deep listening. It's not like your body's talking to you in words or anything like that. But the spirit is delivering guidance to you through sensation. It's through sensation. So it's really often that we forget to check in to the body sense because we'll have our ideas and be following our ideas. You know, that that um, includes desires, aspirations, goals, um, also worry, conflict with other people's egos in your mind. You know, if there's any ever any kind of conflict in your mind, you can rest assured that you've made yourself an ego and you've made the other person an ego. Notice how that will occur. If you have a thought about someone, like I was dancing last night and, and all of a sudden I my eyes land on this particular woman and she reminds me of another woman who then I start having conflict in my mind with. And you know what? This is just a thing to be watched. It's not a thing that's guilty. That's why I could just tell you guys, it's not like a guilty thing. It's like, oh, I got to stop doing that. No, you are aware of it. When you're aware of it, you're aware that, look, when you're aware uh, that it hurts you, you can't start, you can't keep doing it. So it's not like you're using willpower to stop yourself from doing the thing, from thinking in that way. You're not using willpower like that. It's more like you're just open to the guidance and the teaching that's coming through it. So you're not trying to stop it. Like once I heard Muji say, uh, you know, if you're trying to stop uh, thoughts, it's like you're a kite in the wind, like trying to stop the windstorm, you know? So it's like, let them, let the thoughts play out, but get the teaching from them. That's why it's always gratitude for whatever it is, you know, so you can get the teaching from it. See, see, it's up to you to be aware. Oh, thank you for looking at my newsletter. Christine, it's up to you to be aware that these thoughts are transpiring and that they are hurting your mind. That's all. Just be aware that they're hurting your mind. And then you'll and then you'll know, okay, this is a benefit that I'm aware of it, right? Because it's going on all the time anyways. This is like what I had an experience of while dancing. It's like a little taste of what's occupying people's mind all fucking day long. And, you know, it's like the ego will say you have to resolve that thought. Like you have to bring it to resolution. You don't. 
You only have to see. It's only the sight that's that's an issue. Um, so so before I went dancing at, oh my gosh, and I got to tell you guys, while I was dancing and even after, I was like so stoked at how it felt in my fucking joints. I mean, I, I, know, I know the experience is not a reality. That's not what I'm saying at all. But man, that w- was like, and I was like, my hips and everything can move really, really well. If you haven't tried block therapy, check it out. <laughs> I just referred a customer to that. She was asking me what to do for varicose veins. She wanted an essential oil. I have a vein tonic for veins, right? And I said, well, the vein tonic is fucking awesome. Don't get me wrong, but there's nothing like block therapy. And I don't make any money off block therapy. I just love my friends and I like to see them relaxed and happy and having vibrant and, uh, and buoyant tissue. <laughs> this appears appears to do that. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, anyways, so before that, I was in a I was in a group where I was doing some mantras, which is not something I normally do. You know what? I didn't do a bunch of the mantras because the majority of the mantras I didn't know. And, you know, I didn't feel like trying to lip sync with the people when I didn't even know the, 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 how to enunciate the chant. It's not in English, right? It's in another language. It's in Sanskrit or some shit like that, you know? And, you know, it's, it's like, if I can't enunciate the chant, I'm not going to try to sing along. I just like, I might hum, that might be cool, but I was just like guided to just like relax and have a meditation. And I just sat the whole time and let the vibration of everyone else's voice uh, reverberate through me, which, you know, that's really my voice. It's all coming from me, really. I don't have to be singing. Uh, I heard from someone before that the internal mantra that actually doesn't come through your mouth is even more powerful. And that's kind of like what it felt like, like everyone's just rever- reverberating. Anyways, the reason I went there is uh is this woman shows up and she she's like how are you doing and i go oh shit i'm doing amazing just like you are and she goes oh well i w- i wish i was and i go oh well you know that's just a problem with the sight that's not a problem in reality so she like gave me a, gave me a big hug and um and said she you know she thanked me very much and she was very blessed about that and you know that is the thing that i see with people you know they're suffering because they just believe something that's not true you know it really is a problem with the sight and all it is you know these thoughts are coming every moment moment to moment they just keep on coming and you know once you won't make a meaningful anymore then you're just going to know you're freaking amazing like you just know it. It's not, it's not like you're not ever not amazing. You might say that and, and you, you know, whatever word you want to use, I don't care. I'm awesome. Hope Johnson sometimes, um, you know, it, it's like, it, it's like, uh, what, whatever the word is, sometimes I say, I, I I'm delicious, you know, like <laughs> whatever it happens to be that comes to mind. But, uh, uh that's the, that's the thing. If you're not feeling that somewhere in that realm, it's only because you would make thoughts meaningful. You're willing to make thoughts meaningful more than you're willing your own joy, you know, your own release, your own joy. That's why it's like, I'm never in a bad fucking mood. You know, like you walk up to me and I'm never in a bad mood. 
Uh, now my people around my house might see me in like a ink, ink kind of mood, but it's like in and out like that, you know, like I could pop out of it really fast. Tell me a joke, you know, for instance, <laughs> or just tell me, Hey, it's not real or something, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, it's not like it's, it's not like it's weighing on me to where I leave the house. You know, uh, in fact, one friend was was telling me whenever I see you, this was years ago. And when I used to be in a bad mood a lot more often at home than I ever am now. And she says, every time I see you, how is it that you're constantly in a good mood? And I go, you know what? If I'm not in a good mood, I just don't fucking leave the house. Why would I go out? That, that doesn't make any sense. What am I sharing? Right. I, I'm like, I don't I have nothing to share, but, you know, but, you know, like sorrow. And so I would just stay home. And, you know, for for now, like if I get in a bad mood, it's so short. It's like minutes. Right. It's like and and if it and if I get into myself or something, I'm like, OK, I'm really going into this. I'm not like in a bad mood, like acting mean to people or being like a victim or something like that. It's more like, oh, I'm going through this thing right now. Basically, I'm watching, I'm aware. So it's still like there's gratitude, there's joy. So it's not like, oh, I'm shitty. <laughs> right. Also, here's another fun thing. You know how, um, like, if you're feeling sick or you're feeling whatever, 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 you're not really feeling that because you're not really capable of feeling actually at all. Feeling is only for getting this sense of separation. So it can go from I'm feeling such and such to I'm observing feeling such and such. There is a difference. There's definitely a difference in your uh, sense of calmness with it, sense of relaxation within the feeling, whatever it seems to be, okay? So Lori, I was on the beach yesterday on my blanket, on my belly. I were I realized sand is great for blocking. Okay, so those of you who don't know what I'm talking about when I talk about blocking, um, block therapy, blocktherapy.com. They teach you all about it. If you want to watch me doing it, you can go to blockasana.com. Um, also, it, you don't necessarily have to have a block to do it. It could be anything. Basically, you're pushing on whatever hard spots there are in the body sense. Okay, so uh, in this case, Lori is, I'm imagining, piling up some sand and laying on it so that she can get some pressure into the abdomen, okay? Um, and so then you could feel the har the hardness in your abdomen. abdomen. And it's interesting because the hardness into your in your abdomen connects to hardness all over the place. Like I'll feel my upper back get a release or my chest or something like that, you know? So Lori said, it was hard under my boobs and my belly. And I breathed into the pain and it worked great. Yeah, that's the thing. If you stay on a place for like three minutes and, you know, if you're if you're wondering, the reason I talk about this in wisdom dialogues is because I'm talking about the body sense. And look, from not paying attention to what's going on with your guidance, uh, you have been repressing thoughts, which manifests as repressed uh, tension in the body sense. That's all. That's been that's been happening ever since you were born. You started out all soft. You weren't really born. But when you pretended to be born, the body that you made is like a started off all soft and squishy, right? And then as you start having experiences, it gets more and more tense. 
I mean, I felt my nephew, my nephew came over here to visit. I felt his shoulders and I was like, holy shit, this guy's hard. Not like muscular muscles aren't hard when they're not flexed. They're only hard when they're flexed. Well, healthy muscles just pressed in. It's not hard. Right. And then the reason I say healthy is because it's not bound with this fascia, which is symbolic of repressing the feeling. It's like we don't want to feel our guidance because we're relying on the ego. We're relying on the ego's guidance. In order to rely on the ego guidance, you can't be aware of your uh, inner guidance because they don't they don't relate at all. Uh, they they're complete opposites in every single way. There's complete opposites. So what we do is we is this is our tendency, okay, um, is to run toward whatever it is the ego is saying, and when we do that, we avoid how we feel. Okay, so so number one for and this is something that I've been saying for ever since I started writing about spirituality and stuff, which was 2009. Uh, um, the, the main thing is learning how to relax by getting a sense of the of what's going on in the body way. And, you know, one thing that has always tuned me into that my whole life is a lot of working out. Okay. Uh, I went from being really anal to working out to being really relaxed about it and then into the spirituality kind thing. Okay. So, so one thing that I notice is just willingness to feel what it feels like, you know, yoga can get you tuned into that. If that's what you're drawn to, too. Um, there's, di- there's different stuff, uh, Tai Chi, Chi Gung, um, even, even weightlifting. I mean, I did that a bunch and, and it just really depends on, um, like, w- like what resonates for you and none of it's right or wrong or anything like that. It's not like at this stage, you should be weightlifting at this stage. It should be this. I mean, it went a certain way for me, but that's not, that doesn't mean that that's how it is for everyone. Okay. Uh, thanks for placing an order, Christine. Uh, <laughs> so, so that's why I like uh, block therapy or anything similar. Like, like Lori just got the feel for it by probably watching my videos. And, um, and, and she even got like a, a foam yoga block, which is much softer than the blocks you get from block therapy. The ones I'm using, I'm up to the bamboo ones. Now I started with, a. With uh, cedar wood, it's it's a little bit softer, and then I ran out of all my cedar woods ones because I gave them all away, and then um, all I was left was with was bamboo. So I started in on that, and I was like, "Wow, that's much harder." <laughs> There's a difference between the two woods, the way that they feel. Um, but yeah, there's tension everywhere, and it's really nice to have uh, ha- to have that release, and that's why. You know, I, I bring that up because I know it could be really useful for people, especially people that haven't been workout people, haven't been yoga people. They don't, they're not aware of the body sense. I noticed when I first got really like almost like hyper aware of my body sense, um, because I I had to be to lift weights all those years, right? I'm like tuning into how it feels and I'm and, and I'm doing reps. I really always liked it because it took me away from the thinking mind. Um, even though I would get caught up in the thinking mine as far as needing to work out. Like you couldn't be around me. I was the biggest bitch if I didn't have a workout because I was beating myself up and thinking that I was really missing out on something if I didn't do it, right? So, so, so you know, in that way, you know, it was definitely counterproductive. Um, but while I'm in it, 
while I'm in the exercise, I definitely would notice a sense of, you know, peace and calm. And then once I started to practice yoga and especially Kundalini yoga, um, which, you know, if you were interested in doing that, you can, um, I did it for 11 years and, and I, I followed, um, Robbie Singh and Anna Brett at that time. I don't know what they're doing now, but I got them off Amazon on DVDs. I got like, I had like 21 DVDs. I started with the one for the navel. It's called Naval Power. I thought I wanted to firm up my abs after having a baby. I didn't realize I wanted to tune into something, some deep shit. That was amazing. Cause once I did that navel one, I was like, whoa, this is some weird exercise. I didn't even know what Kundalini meant. I just kept on, I, I just kept on getting all there. I knew what yoga. Okay. I heard of that, but I, <laughs> but Kundalini, I had no idea. Um, and it wasn't until I moved to Pune and people were like talking about Kundalini. I was like, oh, that must be what that yoga is about. You know, I didn't even look it up or anything. Cause I didn't know what, I just thought it was like another name, whatever. Um, so anyways, I'm like doing this belly one and I start doing all these different Kundalini yoga things. I've got 21 of them. I'm just, I'm just rotating them, you know, and then one day and not too long into it, maybe like a couple months, I'm laying there on my bed and all of a sudden I could feel the energy at the soles of my feet. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever felt that before. Like it's just sitting there, just sitting there vibrating. And, 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 you know, and then shortly after that, all of a sudden the crown of my head's vibrating. And like now I just feel the vibration in the whole body sense. The more you get tuned into that, the more you know you don't have to listen to ego thoughts because because that shows you that body sense that you're aware of shows you when you're at when you're off track. It's just it's just really simple. It just really just shows you when you're off track. So it's like it's like for me and, you know, uh, you know, a big practice of mine is A Course in Miracles. I do that like every single day. It does not talk about Jesus does not talk about uh, tuning into the body sense very much. (laughs) A little bit. There's some touching on it where I'm going, hmm, is that what is that what it means? Um, because definitely that has been my experience and I know everyone's different, um, as far as that goes. So I, I have no idea, like, um, you, you know, what people are, uh, you know, all I know is everyone I fucking know, except my husband, who's also a workout dude <laughs> and can tune into the body sense really well. Everyone I know seems to go through struggles. Okay. And, and the thing is that people are, get so spiritual. People are doing mantra. Uh, last night I went to this place where people are doing mantra and that's their practice and they do mantra all the time, but you can look around the room and you can see that people are troubled. You can see it on their face. Right. Uh, so, so it's like, uh, it's like people, uh, people are maybe trying like in certain ways that aren't um, that productive, um, from my point of view, I don't feel like mantra is productive at all. Uh, and the only way it would be productive for someone is if they were fucking loving it, loving it. Like, yeah, this is my jam. This is my fucking thing. I fucking love this. And every single time I know the people up there playing music, they were fucking having a blast. They were really into it. Right. But then there's a, there's the audience part. Right. And the audience part, not necessarily. 
the vibe that I get is a lot of people in the audience. Okay, kirtan. Yes, that's another name for it. The person who puts it out is calling it uh, mantra, right? And the and he's and when he's talking about it, and this is a this is a really good friend of mine too. He's fun. He's got a great per, a great personality, a great uh, kind of sense of humor for me for saying the kind of stuff he's saying up there. And then he really likes to hang out with me. And he's like, so what are you, so what, what are you, what are your thoughts on speaking to this group? And I'm like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> you know, maybe if you announced it and said, Hey, if you're interested in coming over and listening to hope, you know, after this, and you want to stay after or something like that and listen to hope, she's like, uh, you know, a, a little bit different from what we're talking about here, because he just got through ta- talking about some stuff that's saying that, that you're going to get to enlightenment through mantra. And it's like, no, you're not. That's not the same as forgiveness. That's not the same as atonement. What I'm talking about, like the the episode, the episode, that's fun, episode that I had um, while I was dancing and having a great dance. And, you know, the episode lasted one minute, maybe. Uh, but but I learned so much in one minute, you know, it's like really fast. It's like really fast and good. Um, so I'm dancing around. I'll say it again in case you missed it. I, I, I all of a sudden my eyes fall on a certain person in the crowd. There's a crowd all around. I'm in a circle. Uh, I'm in a, like a drum circle dancing. Right. Um, and I'm having a good ass time. I, my eyes land on someone. I don't recognize that person, but it reminds me of another person that I start having conflict with in my mind. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. That's the, that's the moment. Okay. Maybe if you had mantra and you just, uh, uh, who knows, maybe you said, uh, Om Namah Shivaya or something like that. And it just like, that was your atonement. It could be, I don't know, but there needs to be this atonement slash forgiveness slash, um, uh, uh, miracle. Okay. Uh, and it's all the same thing. Uh, basically it's, it's a, any way, what it is, whatever it is, it's a way of acknowledging that you are attacking yourself. You're hurting your mind. None of that stuff is meaningful. You're not even thinking right now. Your mind is blank. You're nothing, nothing's happening when you're like, you're like just completely repressing everything and a little tiny bit of willingness to be released from it. (laughs) And it's like, you're instantly out of it right? So that's the thing. That's what's, that's really like, uh, that, that's really like for healing the mind. What my friend said first, you know, he was, he asked me too, in the middle of it, he's like, so do you want to speak to this crowd? And I'm like, if you want me to speak to this crowd, I will, but I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) say. So hey, he didn't end up calling me up to speak to his crowd. And then afterward, we had a little bit more of a conversation. And I just basically told him, you know, and it, it, it basically that's a bunch of bullshit. You know, uh, I didn't I didn't say it quite like that. It came out like much more gentle. And, you know, he was having a really good time with it. He enjoyed it very much. You know, he was feeling an urgency like, you know, there's 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 this uh hope johnson factor too he's listening to hope johnson and he's reading my stuff and in one of my things and and sometimes when i'm talking too i talk about saving the world 
basically. I talk about saving the world. But, the, you know, the, from the ego standpoint, that's taken in a way different way. I do not mean that you have to uh, do the mantras that get everyone on some mantras because that's going to save the world. It's from your own perspective, really. And I don't feel like I need to get people on board to forgive their fucking illusions. I don't feel like that. Like, yeah, come on, you guys, hurry up, get over here, forgive your fucking illusions. I don't care. I don't care. You know why? Because I'm making you up. It doesn't matter to me. There is no world. Okay. So if you're interested in what I have to share, then you're just going to come around. I'm not going to be able to help it. You're just going to, you're just going to come around. It's not like, it's not like, and I I love to share. I totally love to share, but I also know I don't need to. I think it's very fun. Okay. But I know I don't need to. And now if I find myself doing it, I most certainly need to. (laughs) Just so you know, I'm very clear on that one. (laughs) But, you know, this idea of, and, you know, the way it's put, the way it's poised to the people too, as if this mantra is the easiest way to attain enlightenment. You know what? That fucking sucks. I'm sorry. Not sorry. That, that, that bites the big dick in my mind. Because you know what? It's saying you have to do mantra. What if you don't want to? You might be all enthousi- enthusiastic about it for like a month or two years or something. And then you go, fuck, I just have to do my mantra so I can get in- enlightened. And then it's like, yeah, gag me. <laughs> like, it's way simpler than that. It actually goes along with joy. One of my friends said, Hope, I've never seen you at Kirtan before. Have you ever been to Kirtan before? And I was and and I and I thought in my mind, yes, I'll probably never come again. <laughs> He's like, What brings you here? And I go, Oh, my my good friend invited me and he wanted me to check it out. He's been doing this for years. And so I came over to check it out. Right. <laughs> Not everything, not everything I think automatically comes out my mouth. I'm open to it, but it doesn't have to be like that, right? It doesn't have to be. And that's another thing. Okay. So you can tune into the body sense and see, you know, where's this going, right? Because it all comes along with it. I notice myself so much. It's like, it's a little bit, uh, being that hyper aware is a little bit interesting because it's like, you're not uh experiencing like regular people experience like you notice when your when your energy changes you notice when your energy shifts to anything like trying to convince a person trying to impress a person and this is just regular ego shit it's nothing to be ashamed of it's just funny you don't have to resist it or anything like that just watch because it's an energy shift it's just like it's a subtle energy shift where you go into people pleasing or whatever. And I'll just notice the subtle energy shifts and then I'll notice it get pulled back again. Like the energy will just get pulled right back, right? So one of my friends was sharing with me, um, she's she's great. She's she's intense. She's, she's, she's fun in an, in an intense way. So she was sharing with me about how, 
she was at this party and she she said that she told the story so well. They were playing charades at the party when she arrived. And uh, she was she was on a team with a guy and he was trying to um, do a charade and to get people to say whatever it was. It was some movie. He went up to the only black person or dark person in the room. I don't know if they were dark or black. She said dark. Who knows? Brownish. (laughs) And, And he pretended to start whipping them. To get. To get his team members, she was on the same team as him. You know, he pretends to start whipping her because probably that's what happens in the movie. I don't even know what the movie is, but probably that's what happened in the movie. They're whipping slaves or something. So the only dark person in the room, and he's over there whipping, pretending to whip them for the charade to get her, either her, the one that he seems to be whipping, and he's pretending to whip, or someone else on his team to say that movie name. Anyways, after the fact, he felt like guilty about it. And and he said, he, he said, oh, I'm really sorry if you felt weird about that. I just really like I'm competitive and I just really wanted to win. And I knew that that would be the he probably wasn't laughing like me when he was saying it because I think he was nervous. But yeah. Um, so the person told him, well, yeah, that was really weird for me. And kind of like, you know, not too much shaming. This is how my friend was telling it. Not too much shaming, not a bunch of shaming. Um, but then the other women, the white women, and this is the conditioning. It's so fucking funny. The white guilt. <laughs> they're, they're going how they're they're OK. So here's what white guilt does. This is hilarious. So, so they're over there telling the dark person, black person, whatever. Oh, it's so terrible. He, I can't, he would do that. I can't believe there's people like him in the world. Right. So here we are with white guilt, projecting guilt. And it's not even, there's no one white. That's not true. That's not true. That's a, that's okay. It's fun to play with the colors. Okay. It's relatively true. One's black and one's white. All right. Relatively true. Okay. And, and, you know, that's not even the case. It's more like brown and peach, but it doesn't matter. We can call it white and black. Who cares? So, uh, so, so it's like, there's, there's a sense that that means something given history or something. Well, it's the same history for everyone. It's like, no, no, it's not like that. So they're projecting guilt onto that dude. So my friend is sitting there watching this and this is like, this is a total wisdom dialogues chick. She's been hosting wisdom dialogues for me, right? Um, so she's feeling it. She's feeling this guilt projection, right? And she can't help it. It's just coming out of her mouth. She's going, hey, wait a minute. This is the moment. This is the moment that she's like, these are a bunch of spiritually tuned in persons. She's like, the dark woman is 50 years old, been on a spiritual path. She's like, this chick, she needs to, uh, she wants to. You know, she's thinking she wants to know, right? She, this person wants to know. So anyways, it turns into a big old scene. My friends and my friend ends up crying. (laughs) They're now making her the bad person and she ends up crying and it's a whole big scene. Okay. Like that. So (laughs) definitely nothing wrong with that, you know? Uh, she's having an also a very heart opening experience. They end up thinking she's just wasted and just like, you know, like wasted drunk and thinking that she's like, just, just 
just probably insane. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I could see how that could go. But the thing is, your guidance is always present. It's just always present. It presents itself and everything's going perfectly. So it's not like, you know, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. In fact, the way my friend handles something like that is amazing. It's just perfect. You know how she handles it? Forgiveness in an instant. She's very, uh, that, this is my sense of it. And this is my sense of it. She'll correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think she's on with me. She said she might come today though. Uh, maybe a little bit later. She's uh, working. Um but she just forgives it so fast. It's just gone. Uh, and whatever the, you know, she's over there crying and, 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 and being, you know, the one she's like, and it was way worse from what they were projecting onto the white dude for having pretend to whip the nigga, for instance, uh, onto her. So it becomes her, right? It, it, it's hilarious. Uh, it, you know, and, and that's, that's really the thing. Of course, of course, look, if the if these guilty white women and the black woman uh, would agree that this shit is meaningless, none of this shit would be any problem for any of them. OK, but these guilty projections, you know what? They don't leave your fucking mind. They don't they do not leave your mind. And that was what my friend was picking up on. She's concerned for these people. Right. She's feeling concerned for these people. That's the thing for me. I don't get concerned about them. I'm like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> now they're rejecting guilt onto him. Fucking awesome. And then if something comes out from that state of mind, it's a different story, right? And there, I definitely don't uh, end up crying about it. Because <laughs> there's no guilt. There's nothing to cry about. There's no guilt in it. Concern is guilt. You know, you don't notice that. It seems like it's the good Samaritan thing to do. I'm going to I'm going to sacrifice myself for these fuckers. Right. And and that's the thing. That's the difference for me. I don't get so concerned. It's not really been my thing. I mean, I, I amaze myself many years back when I'm sitting there at Island Naturals and there's a couple guys kind of like in front of me. I'm sitting there eating. Right. And there's a couple guys. Uh, we have like benches where you can eat out front. And they're, they're talking about this other dude and how he's the worst dude and how this, oh, he did this to me and he did this to me. And all of a sudden it pops out, someone had to do it. <laughs> and I know these dudes too. All right, did, I, I was more familiar with them then. Um, they turn around, they look at me shocked. What are you saying? I go, well, it's in your mind. So someone had to do it. And then they just like looked at me like I was just like, like so like like just a, some weird crazy bra and i'm like okay back to eating <laughs> you know like i don't i don't i'm not concerned about them so i don't have a guilty thing and i don't have to argue with them i don't have to tell them i don't have to tell them i don't have to get them to um i don't have to get them to see it my way for instance um so so that's the thing like all of it's perfect you know, you don't have to try to avoid these situations in fact they're perfect for learning but if you were wondering why it turns out like that to the point where you're crying when you're trying to help someone, it's concern. It's concern for them. So I was telling my friend, there is no, the one who does the mantras, right? And says that, and, and he's, he's reading something from, uh, from yoga sutras, 
which, you know, I love yoga sutras too. Uh, I think they're, I think they're misinterpreted a lot. You know, I think they were written in a different language. Anyone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they were written in a different language and they're interpreted to English. Okay. Um, So, or translated is the word. So the way, the way he's reading it and the way it sounds to me is that mantra is the easiest way. They, they give these different ways. One of them is enlightened birth, which it, once you didn't have that, I guess you, that's it. You don't have that anymore. <laughs> you don't have that chance. Um, I, I don't know. There's some other things, but mantra, he said, none of it was for forgiveness. None of it was forgiveness. So uh, if that's the, if that's really the foundation of yoga, you yogis are fucked. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. You know, I have a friend who told me that a lot of what I say, she can correlate directly to the yoga sutra as well. Not that one. Definitely not that one. Because I'm never going to tell you that you need to do something, some kind of worldly activity to get not even a course in miracles, which is my practice, not even block therapy, which is another one of my practices. Right. But I would way sooner go for block therapy than mantra. <laughs> I would definitely, uh, you know, cause from my perspective and, and, and this may not be right for everyone either, but from my perspective, block therapy. And again, it really depends on joy. Is there joy in doing it for me? Yes. Way more joy than mantra. That's for sure. I used to enjoy mantra too. After yoga, I did yoga and mantra. Um, but you know, if, if, when I, when I'm on, when I'm on the block and I'm tuning into my body sense like that and my breath like that, for me, that's like beyond an, ex, a, a spiritual practice. I don't even have to look any further than that for a spiritual practice. Other than that, it's in the life. It's in the moments where I'm having conflict in my mind and the, and the atonement, forgiveness, healing, they're all the same healing, uh, the miracle. Yeah. Correction of perceived separation. Thank you, Elka. Very good. Uh, Lori, I'm noticing guilt quite clearly, she says. It it literally is attack thought. Yeah, Lori, I've seen it a bunch of times in my mind for years, like I'm just punching myself in the jaw. And that's great. That's a great way to see it because that's so much what it's like. If you could do a physical reenactment of those thoughts, that is what it will look like, okay? It will look like you're just punching yourself in the face, all right? And that's why you don't want to feel that feeling because you want to pursue the thought or, you know, have that vision. You don't want to have that vision because you want to pursue that thought. In the moment, you're willing for the thoughts that are attacking you more than you're willing to have joy. That's why the little bit of willingness to just see it automatically increases your awareness. It's not really increasing your will because your will is already with God. It's already for your joy. You're just mistaken on how to get there. You think that following an attack thought somehow will get you to joy. It won't. It doesn't work like that. Attack thought leads to pain, leads to death. That's all. All right. So. 
the body is made. And I know a lot of people are not getting my last two posts on Facebook very well. Um, I could just tell because some of the comments, but the people who do get it are like, fuck yeah. And you know what? That's why they're there for the people who can get it like that and just be like, fuck yeah, that's it. I see that completely. So, you know, I went a little bit extreme, uh, which I like to do. You know, it's kind of like brings the, the mind back. It just keeps on bringing it back. I went a little extreme. My first sentence was something like the body is not it is not for creating your reality. It's for killing and for dying. You can't create your reality. That's not how it is. Reality is created and it's never changing. Okay. This, what you think you're creating and you're not creating, you're making. That is way different. It's so, so much different. Um, creating is uh, creating is where everything that you create is in love and it's eternal. It does not pass away. Okay. So things that you seem to create here, it doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter how ingenious it is, how much it seems to help the world or anything like that. It is passing away. That means it's not creating. Okay. So you're thinking that your body is for creating that distracts you from the fact that the ego would have you use it for killing and for dying, which is exactly what it's mostly used for in the world of perception. You see that. Okay. So look, there's wars, right? Oh, you could see that really simply, really easily. There's aging your own and the people you perceive. All the people you perceive, they seem to be dying because you're killing them in your mind. All right. I'm talking anyone who seems to be dying, who seems to be aging, who seems to be sick. You are killing them in your mind. That's what I mean by save the world. That's what I mean by that. So it's it, you, you guys, it's there's so many layers of this and it's coming from uh, like what I've been calling recently the unconscious mind because you're not aware of it. You're not aware of it. There's so much of these kinds of thoughts just bubbling up, okay? And and it's and it's like they just need to be seen in the light of awareness, you know? Uh, like say you hear yourself say, that guy's a fucking idiot. Be careful with that. Just be aware of it because that guy is a fucking idiot is talking about you. There's no one there. There's no one there. There's no one there to feel sorry for. There's no one there to feel concerned about. That's why if I feel concern and I know it's about myself, then I don't have to project it. Then I don't have to uh, play out something where I end up crying in the end or someone else ends up crying, right? <laughs> I mean, tears of joy. That's great. Do you know? But <laughs> it's all great. And did you know that crying is just like the opposite of laughing? It is. And, and that's really all these opposites. Um, all, all these opposites are going to be played out in a way that everything that brought tears to your eyes is going to be, bring laughter to your being laughter. That's how it, that, that's how it gets healed. It becomes laughter, it becomes joy. Okay. And so, so it's like, they're, they're really like the same, uh, the same emotion, uh, different opposites of the same thing. Um, you could say it's a feeling, um, cause there's really only two emotions, love and fear. The words are weird. It doesn't even have to be called an emotion. You can call it something else. 
Um, uh, but, you know, just for playing with it so we can see. So, so basically there's love and there's fear and these, all these, all these different emotions, like on this are different feelings on the spectrum, let's say. Okay. So you could say like joy is the ultimate. Okay. Uh, joy is synonymous with love, ultimate top of the spectrum, love. Okay. Guilt, fear, death, absolute bottom okay when you're like that it's crying it's gritty it's it's uh it's gnashing your teeth it's terrible right the opposite of that is this joyous laughter and that's what's going to come that's really what's going to come so it, when you're watching because on the spectrum uh between ultimate joy ultimate fear there's all these different vibrations and when you're watching the vibrations, you can see when you've just gone into concern. And maybe you'll see before you start before you start talking, they just went into concern. I'll notice myself when I go uh, a little bit too far, let's say. It's not really too far because everything's for learning, but I'll notice myself when I go a little bit too far. Kind of like I'll I'll get into an energy where I want to prove a point. For instance, I tend to have I tend to have that way about me. I'll get into a, a sense where I want to prove a point to a person, like they might be um, questioning me, and I'll notice my energy. Maybe not notice it right away. That's where I'll feel like, oh, that's gone too far, you know. And I'll notice it'll just get pulled right back. But if I could see it before I even answer, that's the best. That's the goal. You could say that's really the goal. Um, but you know, that being the goal doesn't mean that not meeting the goal is wrong, right? It doesn't mean that. It's just that if there's not meeting the, the goal, then it's like, okay, there's not meeting the goal. That's fine. Uh, you're going to learn through that. If it's not fine with you that you didn't le- learn that you didn't meet the goal, then you're probably not going to learn through it. That's how that works. In fact, you're not going to learn through it until you decide otherwise, until you decide that it is okay, right? You're never going to learn through it until you decide it's okay. Let's put it that way. All right, Lori, when I judge someone or feel like a victim of someone, it's clearly an attack on me too. Yeah. Can you sense that in the body sense? Can you feel that? I mean, if you can feel into it, you know, right? Uh, especially with, you know, going with this, the, all the COVID stuff and, and the different stuff that we can get the perception of people doing. I hear a lot about Dr. Fauci and stuff like that and other people about what an asshole they are and, um, and, uh, how they've done all this stuff and stuff like that. And, you know, and if, if it's someone, I feel like they're receptive to it and people go back and forth too. So it's not like it's set in stone. This person is always receptive or this person isn't always isn't receptive. I don't let the past come into play. It's present moment guidance, whatever's coming into play. If the person is receptive to it in the moment, then, you know, I'm probably going to share with them, hey, you know, that is actually not leaving your mind. Like that thought didn't actually didn't leave its source. So it's actually hurting your mind, that thought. Uh, you know, not everyone is open or receptive to it. I can feel that. Okay. Do I always feel it immediately? No, I I I tend to I tend to quote unquote fuck it up sometimes, but I I don't mind when I fuck it up. Just like my friend Haley, you know, with the crying in the in in the charades party. Um it's like. Forgiveness is is quick. It's easy because it's like it didn't happen. Number one, number two, it's a learning opportunity. Okay, so and it can't be you. And once again, I said a couple minutes ago, you cannot learn while you're making it wrong. You can't have those two. 
You can't have both of those. You can't be making it wrong and learn. It's not going to happen. That's how the ego learns in a way you don't want the ego to learn. Okay. It's just more control for the ego. Oh, there I go fucking up again. It's kind of like those AA people, right? There I go having a drink again. Oh, man. Oh, man. Now I have to give give back all my chips. <laughs> See, as long as you made alcoholism wrong, all you're doing is struggling against it. You're not healing the underlying cause of perceiving yourself as an addict right? One thing that my friend did say, this was great. This came from the yoga sutras too. Um, during that, uh, mantra, kirtan, whatever you want to call it. Um, he said, he said that to be equanimous with your vices, he didn't say your vices. He said vices. And it seemed to me that it would be taken as other people's vices. That's a good idea, too, to be equanimous with other people's vices. But that's way easier, isn't it? To be equanimous with other people's vices. It's like you have a vice, whatever whatever you think that is. I had a boss one time that his vice was yelling at people. You know, he just go flying off the handle. Right. And he'd go. He'd go, well, that's how I, that's how I cope. That's a, that's my only vice. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't this. I don't that. Well, turns out he was also whacking off to porn, but I guess he wasn't considering that a vice at the time. (laughs) What fun, right? (laughs) Uh, Virag. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Elka is much more of a yoga, a yogi than I am. Even though I practice Kundalini yoga, I didn't really get into, into the sutra so much. It wasn't so interesting to me, Um, but I practiced the practice. Okay. So there's a lot of energy flowing through like that. So it looks like Viagra to me, but I'm sure it's pronounced different than that. (laughs) I'm sure I don't got that one right. And then another word for it is dispassion. Okay. So yeah, well, he was reading from different books too. I guess there's different books on yoga sutras. Um, But yeah, I really like that one uh, because being equanimous with your vices is the total opposite of doing an AA thing. That's very guilt ridden. Okay. The first thing they're having you say is I'm an addict. No, you're not. You're identifying with something other than pure joy and innocence. You're definitely not an addict. (laughs) I'm addicted to such and such. No, you're not. I don't play that at all. I, I was just I was just talking to my husband today about how, and I shared about this last week too, about how I just went from like 2016 to like right now, I don't know how many years that is, like seven or something, smoking tobacco again. Again. I smoked it from the time I was 12 until I was 24 too. And then and then started up again in 2016, however old I was then, to now. Um and and I go, yeah, it just like really wasn't a big deal. For one, I didn't get an idea or at least I didn't pursue an idea. I may have gotten these ideas all throughout. I want to quit to smoking or I want to quit smoking, at least quit smoking tobacco. Um, and, you know, I was smoking pretty, uh, pretty frequency, pretty frequently, 
frequently I was having splits with tobacco, um, tobacco and marijuana. Um, you know, usually have one, two, three, depending on the year. One year I was smoking like seven of them every day. I was just spending my whole time just sitting out in the garden. It was great. Uh, you know, I don't have anything against it at all. Uh, just sitting out in the garden. In fact, I'm surprised I wasn't on Wisdom Dialogues with a spliff in hand. You know, I was definitely smoking before it, after it, all the time. Okay. Um, and then it just started like kind of like tapering off over the years, you know. And then more recently, it was like one or two in a day. And then all of a sudden, it was like, boom, all of a sudden it was gone and gone. Not that I don't have the material, I have all the material I need to make the spliffs like right there in my room. I can make them anytime. The thought of because crossed my mind, but it just hasn't been, I haven't been feeling attracted to it. That's all. Just haven't been feeling attracted to it. It's not a matter of willpower and saying like, I have to do this. And, and I know that's what makes it so easy for me. I know it is what makes it so freaking easy for me. And it seems to be hard for people, anything like this. Uh, you know, when I was, when I was 24, the first time I quit, was I 26? I mean, I was 26. I don't know. Um, but I was just at the gym and I was on uh, one of those elliptical mach machines. I remember it so well. I was on one of these elliptical machines, just like kind of like staring out the window and getting into my workout and breathing and everything. And a thought occurred to me, I'm going to quit smoking. And it's like, oh, interesting. Okay. So I show up at work the next day. I'm like, yeah, I only smoked at work um, at that time. And it was cigarettes, um, not weed. And, and I would, I would, uh, I, I showed up and I go, I had all these cigarettes. I had nice cigarettes. They were Sherman's. They were the most expensive cigarettes. And, you know, people always like liked my cigarettes. I I didn't smoke a whole bunch. So I, I felt like I could totally spring for the good cigarettes. I only smoked at work. Uh, you know why? Because Tony, you know, at that time, I didn't want him to smell cigarettes on me because he didn't smoke cigarettes. So I'd only smoke at work, wash my breath, go home and not have smokes. Right. So I show up at work and I go, oh, I'm going to give these away. So I gave them away to someone. He's like, what? He's like, I'm keeping these at my desk for when you want one. And you know what? I just never wanted one. And people think I have this really good willpower. Same thing with working out. People think I have this really good willpower. Maybe it started out like that in the beginning because, you know, I heard I had saddlebags and I needed to fix that. Otherwise, I wasn't going to be worth a shit. That was my kind of thinking I was only 14. Um, but, but, you know, it's like, after that, I started enjoying actually like enjoying working out. I, I liked it. Um, so, so it's like, it didn't take willpower. It felt good. I noticed that throughout the day when I would just walk around, I would be like, uh, almost like have a sense, like I'm feeling good, you know? And I like that. That's definitely, draws me to something. If I get, get a sense that I'm feeling good, I like that, you know, and it's like, uh, I just, uh, I just enjoy feeling good. So why wouldn't I go for something that feels good, you know, and that's the same thing with, uh, with smoking spliffs. It's like, it's like, as long as it feels good, you know, at 1.7 of them a day felt good. And, you know, I thought that was minimal. I didn't think that was that much to be smoking. Um, you know, I, I, I hear people smoking a pack a day, but I guess when you're smoking spliffs, that's kind of a lot. So I'm over there and talking to a friend and, and, and I go, oh, yeah, I smoke spliffs every day. I only smoke like seven though. She's like seven spliffs, seven spliffs only you're saying. And I go, oh, is that a lot? <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm thinking, well, it's just enough to keep me with my feet planted in the garden, just like hanging out all day in my garden. I'm fucking loving this. You know, at that time, I had a whole house full of employees. I wasn't involved in my business. Very little, very, very little. I have mostly employees running it. You know, I just really wanted to just kick back in a garden and chill out and smoke some spliffs. So I did and do wisdom dialogue. So I had that, you know, and then, and then things, see how things just gradually shift though. There's nothing wrong with any of it. It's you making it's wrong, making anything wrong. that's making it a problem. And guess what? Making these things, you're calling them vices. They're, they're teaching and learning tools, right? They're teaching and learning tools, just like the body can be for you. You know, the Holy Spirit has one purpose for your body and the ego has another purpose for your body. You made the body with the ego. Okay. The Holy Spirit did not make your body. You made your body with the ego. So, so that's the thing, the way you made it, you made it for killing and for dying. You did not make it for creating. That's the trick you told yourself. Okay. You made it for killing and dying. Now the, the Holy Spirit can repurpose the body for you. The Holy Spirit can repurpose it and make your, and, and, but you have to agree to it. Like you have to be willing for that. Like the ego has no power to keep, make you keep what you made with the ego. Cause you're the one who has the power to, of decision. You can change your mind anytime. And the Holy Spirit is there to guide you toward that. Right? So you ask the Holy Spirit, you basically how can I get out of this? Also, you could ask Jesus. It doesn't matter. Either one of them is the same. It's, it's really, it's one of the one and the same. I feel like the Holy Spirit is giving to you, you know, the whole resurrection. It's not the crucifixion. That isn't shit. All that, all that shows, and you know, what Jesus calls it in A Course in Miracles is the last meaningless journey ever to be taken. Like everything, everything else is just, is just nothing. Cause that was the last meaningless journey. And if you will consider that the last meaningless journey, then you're going to be listening to the Holy spirit at that moment. When, when, when Jesus saw through death and while, while on the cross, seeing through death, that made it the last meaningless journey, because then that's when the mind was given the Holy spirit. So it's like, it's like Jesus, Jesus and the Holy Spirit to me are one thing. Okay. You can look at it like that because it's, because it's like Jesus as a man lived 33 years. Okay. He did not have enough time to teach, <laughs> but since he, his mind merged and became Christ consciousness, you could say, it's like he gave us the Holy Spirit he, because of his it's like, it's God given, which I, which I say a lot. Jesus is not the same as God. He's the, you could say he's the same as, as God in as much as you are. And that's an extension of God. Okay. It's an extension of God, which is really the same because God is giving you and Jesus in equal measure, the power to create like God. Okay. Even God also gave you the power to make illusions. If you fucking want, if you want to use your creative power like that, you can. Okay. But it's like, it's like God through Jesus, because he attained to Christ consciousness, gave the world the Holy spirit. So now it's like, Jesus is teaching all the time from birth. He's speaking to everyone. Okay. And at birth, everyone can understand him. 
but there's this drive to identify as an ego. So you know how the yoga sutras was talking about enlightened birth. They're all like that. It's just that there's this really strong drive and it's loud. The ego is also really loud. So then, and the fear gets you and the people around you that you, that you placed in your, in your scene around you, they're actually placed in your world. You place them in your world to pull you away from that voice, to pull you away from the voice of spirit, to tell you that's wrong, to tell you everything that you're imagining, uh, everything that you're, they're saying you're just imagining that. They're basically saying you're imagining what rea- your reality, and here's the reality we want you to paint over your reality. And you put them there to do that. So don't blame them, Right. So Jesus is talking to us all the time and we can come back to listening whenever we want. And that's through the Holy Spirit. So, you know, whether you say Jesus or whether you say Holy Spirit, to me, they're exactly the same thing, except that the Holy Spirit is an illusion and Jesus is not. Just like you're not an illusion. You are not an illusion. The ego that you made is an illusion. The ego that Jesus made and that he was living through was also an illusion. He saw through it. Okay. And so, and, and now he gives us uh, the means because he went first. And that's why he calls it the meaning or the last meaningless journey, because he went first and attained to that Christ consciousness, which is why he's called Jesus Christ. So, you know, it's like when it's not if it's not if it's when you attain to Christ consciousness, it may not be in this lifetime and it may not be with the same name that you have. It's whatever name you are and Christ, for instance, that's what it's the same means the same thing. And that's how it is. Like you already are that, but you attain to it by seeing through. It's like clearing your sight, clearing your vision. It's a problem with the sight. That's all. And, you know, we all got it. I mean, uh, until we don't. But when we don't, when when the site is completely clean, we don't re- we don't perceive very long. I'm not sure what very long means, though. I just know we don't perceive for very long because there's not much. There's not much left after that. Right. So it's like Jesus attained to Christ's consciousness on the cross. And then there wasn't much left after that. The body seemed to pass away, but then he resurrected, right? At least for the for the view of everyone, he resurrected. And it was like, it's funny because it was like he resurrected through the body because he was putting this tomb, his body anyways, he wasn't. His body that seemed to be lifeless was put into this tomb and a huge ass boulder was used to close the tomb. And then somehow the boulders moved to the side and he's out of the tomb, all translucent. <laughs> well, he doesn't last very long like that. Like 500 people see him, but he doesn't last very long. It might've been hours or days. I don't remember, but that's the thing. It's like, once you attain to Christ consciousness, that's it. You're done. Right. And that the, the whole, uh, perceiving thing is over. It's not like you won't be a guide. In fact, there are many guides. Jesus is just the one who went first. Since then, many, he's not the only one who's attained. He's just the main teacher. Okay. So there are many who, who attained and you know what that's doing? That's feeding that Holy spirit more, like more thoughts, 
more ways of looking at it. Jesus has a way of looking at it. Jesus has a way of expressing it. And then it comes from more points of view. It's like when Anne attains to the Christ, then Anne has her point of view uh, coming through the Holy Spirit to help everyone else. And that's how it goes until it's more and more and more and more until there's no longer any aspect of God's creation perceiving a separate world. And, and really, it's already done. But that's a trajectory that we're, we're dreaming out, we're playing out. It's actually already done. You see how much more you can relax then knowing that it's already done. Even the words that are coming out of my mouth. You see why there's no cause for concern. It's like we got all the time in the world. Take all the time you want. Go ahead. You know, and the same time for me, it's urgent because I'm not into suffering. I'm not into beating my ass, right? So it could be as urgent as it, as it needs to be for me, but I don't pr- project that urgency onto other people. It's, I'm not urgent for them. When it's someone that I feel like knows that if they want to know if they're hurting their mind, you know, I'll just check in. First, check in. First, don't buy into any thoughts of concern. There's nothing to be concerned about. They're doing awesome. Everyone's doing awesome perfectly in alignment with their uh their training they're being taught they may not be in align in alignment with the holy spirit yet but they're you know as much as they're willing they are as much as they're willing to be happy more than they're willing to beat themselves up And, you know, I don't mind what people do. I I may not be interested in hanging out with people who are beating themselves up. That may not be the thing for me. If they're beating themselves up and they don't want to see it. You know, I might not be hanging out with them. But it's not like I feel like I have to change them. That's why I'm not going to be crying about it. So, yeah, it, it definitely I notice that it definitely triggers people in, in you know, in a really fun way. It's really it's really fun and, and playful for me, the way it triggers people um, when I say something like uh, that, like your body, it's not for creating. People think that the body is when people think that the body is for creating, they uh, they confuse themselves. Uh, they they just. uh Hang on, hang on a second. I got to see something here. Okay, okay. I'm making sure I don't have a bunch of comments on Facebook. When when there's thinking that the body is for creating or the, the body is creative like that, there's just going down a path for a really long time. It could take a really long time to see through that where you're trying to integrate the body and the spirit, they're not going to be integrated. It's not like that. They're not going to be integrated. It's a teaching tool. Okay. It could be used. That's a good way to look at it. Letting it be used. If you just use your body for one thing, which is very difficult. Okay. Because that's the thing. That's what we're all learning. That's like the that's like the ultimate. You could say that's enlightenment. You you're 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 able to use the body for only one thing. 
Okay. Like today for me, I was on a course in miracles lesson somewhere in the two hundreds and um, I have it, you know, I'm, I'm having a really busy work day right now. Cause there's like so many orders. It's, 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 a, it's phenomenal. There are so many orders. I'm, I don't think I've seen this. It looks like a sea of orders. Um, every hour I'm getting a reminder though. And it's so nice. It makes a little fairy noise. And it lets me know that I only live for God. It just reminds me that I only live for God. And my life is only in God. Like this, what I'm experiencing doing the oils, it's not even my life. My life is only in God. And I feel like it really gave me some perspective, especially today, um, especially when it's like it's the busiest. Tomorrow may actually be busier. Um, because it's a day after like the end of the sale. And I noticed like before I came on wisdom dialogues, the orders, the ordering was like way up from the last three days, even of the sale. So, you know, it's just, it, it gets to the point where you're like, what in the world just happened there? And it's busier than any Christmas I've seen all of a sudden it's like this huge influx. Um, so anyways, getting this reminder, this reminding me that my life is in God. Like it, this isn't even my life. It gives me some perspective over the seeming rush, rush. I'm getting, so first of all, I have a stack of, of, uh, of packing slips to do. No one's getting a note. Everyone's just getting a little heart now. I know they want their order more than they want my fucking note. So, <laughs> so, uh, so now there's like, there's like a stack of, of paperwork and there's a, pa- a whole bunch of, um, mailing labels everywhere and there's essential oils all over the place and whoo i don't know how many we got out today but man fedex tony was taking the fedex stuff out on a dolly he had a couple like stacks of things for fedex um and that's what i was doing first then he also took a couple boxes to usps it was just amazing um but in addition to that there's we have chat on our website there's chats coming through because you know it's a it's just busy it's a sale and it's busy so there's chats coming through there's emails there's telephone calls so it, it seems like there's like this juggling going on right also to add to that you know i i woke i i feel really awake right now i feel really like energized and awake but when i first started it was like this morning i think i started like 6 30 or something like that um, I had been up since 12.30 and by 6.30, I was feeling like I was not going to be going to sleep. Um, I was just like energized, but I was also feeling like I'm probably going to crash in a few hours. So let's get busy because I kind of like felt like that kind of vibe coming on. So I was kind of like feeling a little bit groggy and I was like, okay, um, uh, okay, let's, let's get these. I feel motivated, even though I'm gro- feeling groggy right now. Actually, the really, the way to say it is I'm observing feeling groggy. That's very helpful. I'm observing feeling groggy. And yet there's the inspiration, you know, just like to go and get some orders going. Um, so Ended up there till like noon. And then it's like, okay, time to lay down, lay down, go lay down for a couple hours. I go lay down. I get into a nice restful state. First thing I do is just have a little meditation um, and just get into a nice restful state. I'm like half asleep. And then it's like, someone's here. And, and someone's like, hope, 
hope, hope. So then, so then I'm up again. And then after that, after that person didn't stay very long. And then after that, I go back in and I, I just rest. I, I may have napped slightly here or there, but mostly just resting. Um, not a bunch of sleep or anything like that, but, you know, sensing like I'm like, I'm feeling tired observing like I'm feeling tired. Also, all these orders and calls and all these different stuff coming in. It's like the more I can tune my body or my mind into my life is God and my, it's in God. This is not my life. And it's like tuning in, you know, I, I seem to have misspoke right there where I said body, but I think that was really put in the right place because it's like I tune into the body sense and what it feels like to uh, uh, to observe that I'm tired, you know, to observe a feeling like I'm tired and to observe a, a feeling like I've got a lot of things that I'm inspired towards right now. I don't have to. I really don't. It's like not a, I'm not on Amazon or something like, you know, even even then I wouldn't have to. But it doesn't even seem like I have to because I'm not giving anyone any guarantee on what they're when they're going to get the shit. Right. I'm just excited that I got all those uh, orders and I want to stoke people out. <laughs> so it just it, it, it just keeps everything in perspective. So I'm not going towards like negativity, um, stuff like that, you know, or there's or there seems to be like a mishap. Like I was having my drink normally in the morning. I had this big, warm uh drink with apple cider vinegar and honey and water. And I had my drink and it was maybe at a little bit at the bottom and I was boxing something and the box knocked it over. Um, and, and then, and then it felt, it fell to the floor. And then there was like a little bit of mess to clean up and you can see how you, you know, that something like that could be, ah, oh, shit or something like that. But it was just so natural and easy to be like, oh, okay, well, this is really good for cleaning the floor and also cleaning this garbage can. I cleaned the garbage can a little bit while I was down there wiping it up. You know, and just noticing how staying in tune for how it feels in the body sense and and noticing because it's your thoughts. It's not the sense that, oh, I, I feel tired. Of course, it's thoughts that's going to give you the impression that you feel tired. But when you notice I'm observing tiredness, it releases you from that it's release it's not like you don't deserve to be released and you can have a choice to be released the ego can't hold you there the ego can't hold you in tiredness and Lori sensing a feeling of tired up around 3 a.m every day now and it's 10 30 p.m i'm observing tiredness yes that's exactly it i'm observing tiredness um and you know it's like we don't have to try to do anything to figure it out because even the tiredness is being used as a teaching tool, right? Even that is being used as a teaching tool. It's funny because in the moment right now, I don't feel like I'm tired at all. You know, I don't get a sense that, that I've been observing any tiredness. It just can go back and forth. And I noticed that with a girlfriend just last week, she was she looked like she was fading out. We were all partying. We were celebrating for another friend's birthday. We're over at uh, one of my favorite restaurants, Hilo Bay Cafe. It's right on the bay in Hilo. And they have great food and a, an amazing view. Oh, my gosh. Um, so 
my friend, you know, she, she, she gets to eat the same exact thing as me. She has two drinks just like me. Right. And, uh, and, and we're, we got fried chicken and cornbread instead in case you were wondering, man, that stuff was good. They did a good job. Um, but you know, she, since so she starts fading out. Right. And uh, meanwhile, I'm like all energized. Right. And she's like fading out and she, and, and she starts talking about the Wi-Fi, like the Wi-Fi is doing it and different things like that. And, uh, and you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, get any guidance to say anything about it or anything. I don't need to. Um, if, if I do, I do, I don't care. Like I said, I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, we're sitting there and, uh, and she just notices, she's like, you know what? I notice that I just feel energized now. And I go, yeah, isn't that awesome how those things can just pass? Cause they're not, they're not really, you know, there's nothing that's really causing them. Even if you think it's lack of sleep or anything like that, there's nothing that's really causing them. And your goal is to see through them. So, you know, she's over, over at my house talking about Wi-Fi and it's like, shit, my house is Wi-Fi central. Are you kidding? We live in it 24 seven. We live in Wi-Fi. That's it. That's how it is. I don't turn my Wi-Fi off at night. You know why? Cause I might get up in the middle of the night and want to use it. And my son might want to, my, my son uh, tends to stay up way later than me using Wi-Fi as well. So there's no, no practicality to turning Wi-Fi off at any time. For any reason, <laughs> the only time it goes off is when the power goes out. <laughs> all right, uh, and I'm just sitting there all energized, right? So, uh, so, so my friend, you know, it's like she just picks up on that energy. She can pick up on it. It's not like I have to say something. I don't push that, put that kind of pressure on myself. See what I mean? Otherwise, it's kind of like you're the police of people every time. Can't they just be cute in their delusion? Can't they be fucking cute for a minute in their delusion? You know, and if you listen to your guidance, there will be times when you are guided to talk. If you're listening. And, and you know, once again, you can't get it wrong. So even using any time that you do talk or don't talk anytime to get more tuned in to see what that feels like. What does it feel like? The energy that's leading up to something's leading up to that. What does that feel like to you? And then, you know, you, you, you learn to go for what's, what's been called the thread of bliss. That's, that's all throughout the mind. Okay. That's it's kind of like traveling along with all the nonsense thoughts that are occurring, that are occurring to you. Yes. Constant cute in their delusion. Can't it just be cute, right? Look, you get the sense, oh, those guys, we were talking about this last week. We were talking about chemtrails, right? Those guys doing the chemtrails, thinking that they're saving the planet. Aw, how sweet. See what I mean? Those guys that are murdering, oh, that's so cute. They think it's helpful. They think it's helpful in some way. Maybe they think it's helping them still. Anytime when you think you're helping humanity or anything like that, it comes back to you think it's helpful to you. That's the underlying thing. And whenever you think you're helping humanity, you think underlying that it's helping you because that's who you are. You're innocent like that. There's only one of us. 
Okay. So before the wisdom sets in, innocence looks like ignorance. Isn't that so fun? So even killing is that same. Murdering, like physically, like coming up with a knife and killing folk. It's the same ignorance. So why wouldn't it be cute? I know it's not too cute to the person if their like wife or kid or something like that just got murdered, right? And if you want a really good perspective on that, like if you're if you, if you hear me saying that and you're struggling with it, you want a really good perspective on it on it. Watch the movie The Shack. Watch that movie. Okay, it's a story about a guy whose daughter gets murdered, um, and it's just amazing story at the way it's put together um, and the messages that are coming through about forgiveness. And yes, you can forgive and you must, you must forgive. Not only you must, but you will, if not in this lifetime, at some point in time. But you know what? Up until you do decide to forgive, the killing will continue. Isn't that so interesting? So yes, you have to. So it's like, it's like the only thing you choose is when <laughs> you don't choose whether you're going to forgive. It's when, okay, <laughs> you choose the time. Constance says, I love that perspective. Look at them like children. They know not what they do. Yes. And that is saving the world. That is what I mean by saving the world. And, you know, I, I love how in A Course in Miracles, Jesus says, is it, is, I, I'm paraphrasing again, I never re- memorize this shit. It kind of just like distills or something. Uh, it, it's like, isn't it time that you help me save the world? Isn't it about time that you help me save the world? Basically, that's not about you getting other people to do it. <laughs> that's the misunderstanding it's like okay now i gotta get everyone on board with this i mean yeah like like back to that story about the friend who was playing charades okay uh where where uh in order to get him to say the name of the movie must have been a slave movie uh the the person who was acting out the charade started fake whipping the only black person in the room in the room okay (laughs) so you go back to that moment where my friend is observing all this guilt because of that there's like all this guilt being projected because of that and she can't help but express in a way where it's concern and people are going to be projecting a bunch of guilt in a way like i could take guilty projections too Like, that's no problem for me. You know why? Because in the beginning of it, I wasn't projecting guilt. I wasn't coming from a sense of concern for the other person, right? Like I might tell them, you know, sometimes people might think I'm judging them when I tell them, hey, you know, be careful with that because that's hurting your mind. You know, someone's going, going on thinking that they can judge. Like, let's say thinking they can judge Dr. Fauci. Like they're much better than them so they can judge Dr. Fauci. And it's like, hey, you know, you're using that to hurt your mind. You know, someone might think I'm being judgy too. And it's like, you know, that's that's a lot of the times that's ah, 
coming, coming right back at, but you know what? It doesn't resonate for me because I'm not coming from a sense of concern. It's only whether their judgment, they're, they're perceiving me as being judgmental resonates for me. That's, what's going to make you cry because you were coming from a sense of concern and you know it. You're trying to avoid it, but you know it. That's what's making you cry in reaction. Okay. I'll tell my friend to listen to this and she's not here. (laughs) Lori loved the movie. Did I already talk about that? You know, probably you already knew about that and you read the book too. So it's a book too. It's called The Shack. So check that out. There's nothing that you can't forgive and there's nothing that you won't forgive. And here's the thing, you know, since the projections don't leave your source, look at if you think that you can judge Dr. Fauci, you don't actually judge him. You think you can. He's safe in heaven. Okay. He's good. Along with all the bankers and whatever else is doing the thing. Okay. <laughs> they're all safe in heaven. You can't judge them. Okay. But you think you can judge them. That projection doesn't leave the source, which is your mind. So then the next thing you know, you end up in conflict with everyone else. Okay. You end up in conflict with your, with your spouse, with your kids, with your dog, whatever. Right. You end up feeling angry, acting out in anger. Because it's you who has to bear the brunt of that. And if you tune into your energy field every single time, I could see it on a person's energy field when they go into judgment, right? It'll just be like, uh, what a fucking piece of shit like that. You know me? You know? You feel the vibe? (laughs) Okay. Uh, and that's 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 the projected energy. What a piece of work, for instance, right? Anything like that. So it was for a time because I felt like I didn't want to go to that anymore. Like thinking of people in that way, when people would think about people in that way in front of me, it would trigger me. But now I just think it's cute. So I can just let my friends know. Hey, that's hurting you though, right? But I don't have to because I don't care. I don't care what, uh, I don't care about the perception that I'm perceiving you doing, okay? If you are receptive to it, then that's a different story because it's just natural for the spirit to to share with itself and it just does that through me. That's natural, The ego sharing uh, spiritual concepts is completely different. That's a different thing. And usually that's what it like the first thing that wants to come forward. I want to teach this person. You can look at you can't teach where you're not willing to learn. And I know for me, how I learn is just through observing that sense in the body. Because that's how the spirit is speaking. Look, this thing that seems to be solid, it's a, it, it's a manifestation of, let's say, electrical impulses. 
Okay. First, it's coming from the mind. The mind's projecting these electrical impulses. And then out of those electrical impulses is a, is form. Right? So you got the electrical imp impulses projecting form. You could be there in the electrical impulse. Like before it projects form. Like in that impulse. Like be, just like being really, it's kind of like being really close to yourself. <laughs> you can notice your personality. You're noticing all your tendencies because you're getting the guidance right away. It's like it it moves, you know, pay, paying attention to your breath helps with this, right? Stuff like that. But really it's willingness in the moment to pay attention. It always comes down to that little bit of willingness to pay attention. It's not like you have to do some particular practice. You know, I'm talking about some things that might be helpful and if you're and if you're into them, but if you're not into them, if it's like you're doing it to get something, that's very different. It just doesn't work the same way. All right? Bob Shine, we find it difficult to forgive only because we like our sense of condemnation. Yes, that's a really good point, Bob Shine. That sense of condemnation, that's what uh, props up the sense of self. Really, the sense of self is made of what we don't like more than what it's made of what we do like. Much more. Okay, because it's like it, it, it's like this sense of, oh, I don't know. No, I don't agree with that or something. It's like, there's nothing I don't agree with. It's like, it's good. I was at a party last night and, uh, and this, and this one guy, he wanted to poke at me a little bit. And, and, you know, he also has a different, a different view of spirituality than I do, which is fine. Right. And he said, he said, because this is real, this is very real. And then he, and then he looked, he looks at me and I go, apparently I could do this. And I touched him. <laughs> So apparently it is right. It's just like not a big deal. It's like it's like there's nothing there's nothing to defend. Right. So the ego takes a spiritual concept and makes it something to defend. Everyone's everyone's beliefs are fine. That can't hurt me. That can't hurt me. It's not it's a, certainly not going to do anything to knowledge. Right. It's not going to do anything to the wisdom that's coming through me. Right. And you might have a different way of saying and a different way of interpreting the same thing. Look, it is real. The illusion is real in the sense that you gave it the power to be as it is and you fucking believe it. That's pretty real. But in the ultimate sense, it's not real. It's real to you and it has real seeming effects to you, too. So you got to be careful. That's why I say don't tempt the ego. Don't go, you know, it's not, it's really not smart to go, uh, well, this world is all made up. So I'm just going to go, uh, walk out in traffic or something. Well, you made those things and gave them power with an all powerful mind. It's not like that. That's not the same as denying truth to the illusion. That's not the same thing. You know, what I'm talking about denying truth to the illusion is you having to keep going with the way the ego's thinking in, ter in, in terms of who you are, right? In terms of guilt and stuff like that. It's not, you know, that's really taking it as an ego. Like, it's okay. It's not real. It's like, geez. Okay, we need like 15 wisdom dialogue sessions before, I don't know. 
I'm just making up the prescription. I have no idea. But, um, but it, you know, like a friend last night, we're having some wine and, you know, it was getting close to the bottom of the wine. Uh, so, uh, so I go, there was like, I don't know, like 15 people in there and one bottle of wine. So it was like, and I guess one bottle of wine though was all we could see. There was backup bottles of wine. So there's one bottle of wine and it looked like there's a little bit. So, you know, I felt like leaving a little bit for some other people. So I just took a tiny bit and another bottle of wine comes out. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. You know, there's more wine for the people. Like I didn't even want any more wine, but there's more wine for the people. I oh, thank goodness. And he goes, but it's all an illusion. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. What does that have to do with that? <laughs> what what does that have to do with thank goodness there's more wine? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> it's not like that. It has to do with, you know, just what I'm talking about, how we how we um relate as an ego. We don't have to keep on going like that. We don't have to keep on going with a thought that we're separate. We don't have to be, keep on going with the thought of condemnation, right? That's your willingness right there. You know, it would be different if it was like, if it was like all of a sudden I got pissed because there wasn't enough wine. Then I'd be like, okay, yeah. Oh, thanks for reminding me. If it's not real, I was going into condemnation right there. You're a shitty host and you didn't have enough wine. You know, it's just like that. Really? It's like, it, it, it's like if you, are thinking that you can judge that you can, you know, you can make some something wrong about what someone did, then you're hurting your mind. It's projecting. That's all. And that's why, you know, if you think the world is real, then you're going to think condemnation is not only possible, but it's necessary. That's the whole reason why there's denying truth to the illusion. So you can kind of like step off not stop condemning because you were never able to condemn by thinking that you can, you're projecting onto yourself. All right. So your willingness to see that it's all an illusion is so that you don't have to go condemning. That's why, you know, the, the words, the semantics don't matter to me that much. That particular friend, he seems to be pretty damn tuned in and he says, this is real. That's fine. That's fine. It's like, it's like in, from the perspective that he's coming from, this is real. You know, he's helping people to um, kind of like, uh, I guess, alleviate pain, alleviate, alleviate physical symptoms and stuff like that. He can't really do his job and charge money for something like that, um, saying that none of this is real. People aren't going to pay him, Right. If someone asked me, hey, Hope, uh, uh, hey, can you tell me um, why I have pain in my hips? And I go, well, I know you don't have hips. I can tell you why you have pain. It's fear. It's always the same. Now you go to that guy and he's going to have a specific reason why you got pain in your hips, which is great. It's not a bad thing. And he's going to tell you like a supplement to take or he's going to do some kind of therapy on you or something like that right? That's a different thing. And when people ask me in the context of essential oils too, I let them know. Someone was asking me what's good for veins. You know, it's like, it's like, oh yeah, I got this vein tonic tonic over here. It's like a different context. In that context, telling the person that their leg where the vein is, isn't real, isn't really helpful. 
right? Now, the person who asked me was asking me wisdom dialogues context. I was like, first of all, you don't have fucking hips. The solution is coming, you know? And and if, if some solution popped up to me too, I'd share that too. But in that case, it didn't. He probably went to that dude though, which is perfect. You know, and that and and then there's a sense like, man, don't ask hope if anything anything's wrong. It, it's true, you know. You, you don't unless you feel inspired. <laughs> Anyways, I told that woman, yeah, I've got this great vein tonic and block therapy. Go to block therapy. <laughs> as long as we can condemn another, we can feel superior to him. And the thing is. The, the really, really fun thing is, Bob, is that we can't condemn one another. And that's the, that's really that's that's kind of like the crux of the matter here. Because when you think you can condemn, then it's like you have to use willpower to stop condemning because you think you are condemning. You're not condemning you're projecting condemnation there's a huge huge difference and when you think you're condemning it's like you're condemning yourself for condemning you can't you never hurt them with your condemnation you never harmed anyone but in your dream which is very real to you in a way it's real because it's very real to you in a dream you are harming them because they are showing up as dying, aging, sick, having accidents in your dream. You're killing them. <laughs> but not really. <laughs> okay. In your reality, though, what you make real, you are killing them. But they're okay. Just like you're okay. <laughs> But you want to stop killing them eventually. <laughs> you'd rather not because you'd rather perceive them as you are because that's your joy. As you are, as they are, as one, you'd rather perceive them like that for a minute and then know them. Knowledge is not perception. There's a clear perception that doesn't last long. There's a time of, of clear perception. Jesus demonstrated demonstrated it when he came out all translucent and like 500 people saw him okay there was like 500 eyewitnesses to it that's demonstrating that once you have a clear perception of what this world is you're done now the people also saw him ascend just saw him ascend to, he to heaven you don't hear about that in yoga sutras i don't think so you can correct me if i'm wrong i know i got steeped into that than I am. Um, but I have not heard of anyone ascending. Okay. I know they have, but not a big, uh, prominent teacher like that, that has like, has, has any like yoga or anything like that. So knowledge is not perceiving at all. It's just knowledge. You're in creation. It can't be described to you because you can't understand it. But when you do see it, you will recognize it and be so happy. You'll forget all about this one. You'll forget it so fast. All the people, kids, dogs, 
and because they're all there, they're all there here in creation, which we just cannot uh, see at the moment because of errant thoughts that are on in the unconscious, kind of like holding a veil in front of our eyes. But that's why this world is completely forgotten because it's meaningless because everyone that seems to be here is actually in heaven and they're exactly as they were created still and you recognize them like that. You don't really recognize them like this, like the way that you made them embodied. You don't really recognize them. That's why you can have conflict with them from time to time, okay? Lori said, I still have zero grief about my dad's passing. So much gratitude and love seems like the reason. Yes. Yeah. You never have to have grief. You're you're not going to have grief unless you have grievances, Lori. You have to have grievances to have grief. Grievances is basically condemnation that hasn't been healed yet. That's all. Okay. So if you sense that come up, then that's how you know, okay, there's something that's unhealed. And just in knowing that you're going to be shown how that gets healed. All right. How it is healed. Cause it's really done the whole six weeks in Maine. This is Lori again, seems so dreamy. Like it didn't even happen. Yeah, you're right. It didn't. That's why it seems so dreamy. All right. So there's a few minutes left in case anyone has any questions. I'm going to talk a bit on essential oils since it's the last day of a sale. And some of you may want to save 20%. Some of you may not. My friend, Billy, uh, he's was like, he was like, I think I got roped into getting something on that sale. I never want to buy anything from you on a sale. I want to pay full price. If that's the case, just wait till tomorrow. It'll be gone at midnight. Okay. Billy's like that, but you know, you don't even have to wait. If you want to go on and you want to get something you can just don't enter the coupon code. It's not an automatic discount. You have to enter the coupon code and it's, it shows the coupon code right at the top of the website. Um, but yeah, you don't have to do that. You can always pay full price. If you feel like supporting me in that way, I really appreciate it. You know, the thing about sales is we can, we can do so much at once that it just makes it worth our while to give 20% off. Um, because we're, we're doing all this stuff at once. And really the rest of the time we're fucking off most of the time. (laughs) I work like two hours a day or something. It's funny. I don't know. I might start working more though, though, because I'm just getting inspired. I'm just getting so inspired to like write and do different things. We'll see. And then, you know, like how much time do I do? Do I get the guidance to be on a computer too? Not that much, not really that much. And for the time I do, I do spend on the computer. I like to be having a good ass time. So it's the, it's whatever it is that I'm guided toward. And I definitely sense, uh, you know, just more sharing with people through Miracle Botanicals. We'll see if that's the case or not. Um, but a couple of things I was turning people on to and some things that people are getting right now that we just reblended. One of them is Koa, which is, um, it means courage, confidence, something along those lines in Hawaiian, spelled K-O-A. Visit miraclebotanicals.com. Um, that one is, is one that I blended and it's a copy of Young Living's Valor blend, which is, you know, the same quality essential oils, but it's a much lower price. 
Okay. And we're just really transparent too. Like you can look at all of the essential oils that I use to blend it. We actually have them as separate listings on our website. You can link to them and it'll show you like, if you want to look up the back background, the chemical analysis, when it was distilled, all that stuff, it's like right there on our website. So for people who are super enthusiastic about it, they dig that. Okay. Um, people who have gotten it say it smells way better than Young Living's Valor. I'm sure they're not going to like me saying that very much, but I don't think the attorneys can say anything about that because, you know, I'm not trying to take their name. I'm just saying I'm copying that fucker. I'm calling it something else, but I'm using the same ingredients. I got the, I got your ingredients and I'm making it. Um, people love that when they've been buying that a lot on the sale. Um, so, so much that Tony had to reblend it which he loves to do because we get all oily in there. It's just the aromas wafting through the air all day. Um, also, fairy woods. This fairy woods is super special to us. It came around in 2016, same time I started smoking spliffs. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I was having a silent spliff day. I was actually, it's right, I was smoking spliffs. I forgot about that. I was having a silent spliff day. That's where I don't talk. I just sit around and smoke spliffs outside in my yard. Um, anyways, uh, it was channeled to me, the blend fairy woods, everyone in my office. I had a lot of employees. I had like six employees at that time. My husband, everyone was trying to come up with an all wood blend. They said, wouldn't it be so fun if we had a blend that was only all woods and, um, uh, and, and it sounded great. And then all of a sudden it just channeled to me while I'm sitting there with spliffs in my garden. And so I came into the house still silent, you know, cause I'm having a silent day, and I just went to the counter and I got out my book and I just started blend blending and see which which ones want to go in there. Uh, next day, once I'm talking again, I show it to everyone. They're like, what in the freaking world? Yeah, it was my silent birthday. That's right. It was my birthday, too. Did I say that? Yeah, it was August 11th, 16. That was my silent birthday. And people really like this one. Um, Christine said she ordered three Hawaiian blends. Oh, fun. I can't wait to smell them. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, <laughs> thanks, Akea, for remembering that. Yeah, that one, it's got Palo Santo as one of the woods in there. I think really that makes a huge difference. It's got it's got oud in it. I think it's got oud. Um, and it's got Buddha wood in it. Uh, I don't know. Everything everything woody, Just it just came out in perfect. It was just like, whoa. Everyone was like, whoa, that's the one for sure. That one's just been flying um, off the shelves. And then also Malu hasn't been going as much, but I talked about it today in today's newsletter because that one just smells so good. I carry, I carry it around with me in my purse. And when people smell that one, they're like, whoa. And then wisdom and stillness. I forgot to mention that one in the newsletter, but wisdom and stillness is another one. That one's got Palo Santo, Neroli and frankincense in it. And that was another one that just was like channeled to me with some wisdom. It came with wisdom. I had the three oils separate and it came with some wind, with, with some wind, wisdom and it ended up being blended together. It's just gorgeous. So yeah, check out my blends page. It's really good um, if you want to do something like that. And what I love about essential oils is that they're vibrating to a high frequency, okay? Anything that vibrates to a high frequency, remember I'm talking about 
this electrical kind energy that's projecting the body really that's coming that's kind of like the sounding board for the whole world the body and the world okay um so that helps that that definitely helps to get in tune with the energy body having something high frequency in your field just in your field it's it's like that i mean when i just smell an essential oil i can sense that frequency i would say that uh that essential oil and plants in general nature in general okay this is from nature um in general has your best interest in mind and is well connected consciously with the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit's guidance, okay? Uh, I have used them for years. When I first got hooked up with essential oils, I was amazed at how much it was easy for me to see that through that anxiety and just come to a sense of relaxation. I was like, whoa, what in the world is in this bottle? So I just started researching the heck out of it. And you know, it is, you know, one of my friends this weekend, it was great. She's like, you really think this stuff is real, don't you? And and it kind of goes back to what, what my other friend was saying. He's saying, this is real, right? In a sense, it is because of the power we've given it, okay? And you can say that the plants and nature are kind of like God's answer to our sense of the world. It's like here, it's like, it's like here, it's like you have helpers all over and like they're, they're helpers too. And the Holy Spirit speaks through the, the helper. Now God is in everything. God is in every single thing. God is in the chemtrails, for instance. Okay. That's why you don't need to be condemning anything. However, chemtrails also uh, vibrate at a lower frequency. So that's not good or bad. It's fine. Uh, it's just that it's not really one of those tools that you can use for raising your frequency unless you're doing it in this way, unless you're using it for forgiveness. Then it becomes a tool for raising your frequency. Essential oil is naturally a tool for raising your frequency. So it could even be used, let's say you're projecting condemnation about the chemtrails or the people that are putting them up there, or you're you're recoiling in fear about conspiracy theorists that are saying there are chemtrails. Just the other day, someone said, I'm so glad I'm here in Hawaii. This is so funny, Lori, because this was after our conversation last week about chemtrails. Uh, come, comes up to me and we're having a conversation. And then she goes, and then she goes, one reason I was really guided to, to move to Hawaii is that they outlawed chemtrails here, right? It's like, but you have people recoiling when you even say chemtrails. Elka said last week, she said chemtrails are someone, they said that that's homophobic to say that. How does it get to be homophobic? What does it have to do with a homo? Are, are, are homos the ones doing the, t- I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I've got nothing figured out and I'm happy about it. <laughs> All right. Now Bob Shine is communicating with me very differently. He's writing a long ass thing. I'm not going to read this right now. Um, I like it. I'm not going to read it right now because it's hell along. You know what I'm going to do? I'll save it for next week, Bob Shine. We'll just open with that. Okay. Remind me. I'll open with that one because I'm going to go now. It's uh, it's after five and I feel I'm feeling too. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll block. Maybe I will be in my office getting more of those orders out. <laughs> 
There are a ton. It looks like a sea. And since I've been on here for these two hours, I bet you a whole bunch more. I hear Tony right now in the office with bottles going bottling stuff. That's what he does. He bottles them and he bottles stuff and he pulls stuff off the shelf and he arranges them in orders for me. And then I pack them up and get them going. Yeah, I love you, Lori. I love you, everyone. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Um, I also talked to my friend Haley. Oh, Hope Anderson. Yay. Oh, you have an order too. I'm, I'm going to give you the notification soon that it's ready for pickup. In fact, you can stop by anytime tomorrow between nine and one. It'll be ready. Okay. Thanks, Jerry. Happy packing. <laughs> yeah, I love you too. What was I just saying before that? Don't know. <laughs> hmm. I love you, Natalie. Yeah. Yeah. Packing oils. I, I'm probably I'm probably just gonna be um packing oils for a while because that's what I feel inspired to do. And in those those last two hours, probably a whole bunch more orders come came in just because we're getting close to the end. The closer we get to the end, the more they come. I did. Oh, yeah. Haley. That's what I was going toward. Okay. Yes. Um, my friend Haley said that she is going to look into a space for me to do this um, in person again. It's probably going to be all the way down in Seaview, which is fine with me. I'm feeling inspired to really share wherever there's a receptive group. Um, you know, when I was at that mantra thing too, I had another guy come up is an Indian guy. So he asked me, where's your Sangha? And I said, oh, well, I'm just doing wisdom dialogues online. You can join me online. Um, and then he asked me, asked me about it. And we shared the most amazing hug that probably lasted like five minutes. It was really lovely. And, you know, I just noticed people also on Saturday night, a couple, a couple young people that I just started having a conversation with and it just turned really spiritual and it lasts a couple of hours also want to come. So I let Haley know when I saw her, I was like, you know, people are asking me about that. I don't know if you feel inspired to host again. Um, but she's like, oh yeah, I do. I really, I'm, I'm going for it. Her mind started ticking. I started seeing it start going. Um, she was in, she was in uh, Kona for a little bit. So she wasn't on anything like that. And now she's back again. And she's like, oh yeah. But she told me something funny. She said she during the past couple of weeks, she thought of reaching out to me because she felt like she needed some help. But she said she just turned her mind hopeward. I love that. I thought it was hilarious. And then she didn't have any questions anymore. So, so yeah, I love that. I love how I, I love how my quote unquote students don't need me very long. Some of them don't need me very long. And, you know, that's really the goal to get it to where, you know, you just listen to me maybe for fun right? Because it's a joy. If, if you even do still listen to me, right? And it, just because it's a joy, you, you enjoy it. You know, I was telling a couple people this week, it's not my wisdom because a couple people this week are saying, my hope, your wisdom. And I'm like, it's not mine though. You know, it's not like that. It, it's just that it's, it's, a, it's the same wisdom. It's our wisdom. It's the same wisdom. It's just that I've gotten a little bit better at listening. Maybe maybe I've gotten a little bit better at listening. So then I can share that with you. I could share my process with you and stuff like that, but it's not my wisdom. So it's like, it's like once you, uh, once you discover for yourself how to listen, 
you know, it's not, it's not confined to anybody. You know, it's just, it's just the wisdom, our wisdom. Okay, Lori, you can go since your eyes can't be held open anymore. Okay. You're allowed to leave now. I love you so much. Thank you for joining. Okay. I'm going to go too. It was really fun to speak today, Christine. Thank you. Thank you for the Seaview vote. I would love to be down there too. I bet you I'll be close to there. Um, Haley's checking out Kalani. You know, if anyone else wants the help with this, you know, the main thing is hosting. I'm willing. I'm willing to, to be in person. I love it. The main thing is hosting. I've got to have good hosting, good, solid hosting. That's where there's not a bunch of noise going on. My host isn't taken off and taking a telephone call from some cute chick where we could still hear him or having wisdom dialogues. You know, I got a, I got a real host. I got someone who's like holding a space for this and they're, they're dedicated to holding a space. There's not like trees being cut down in the background. That's the thing. I'm not going for that anymore. I'm over that way of hosting, okay? Uh, I'm going back to it's good hosting or it's no fucking hosting. <laughs> okay, I said, are you talking about Bob? Well, you know, the, definitely Bob, Bob is an example. <laughs> He's a good example of that, of what I'm not going to have as hosting. <laughs> of course, Bob, who knows? Bob could change the way he hosts at some point in time too. And nothing wrong with the way Bob did host it. It's perfect. It's perfect for me. That's exactly what I need to see because that gives me uh, some perspective on oh, what are you doing here? Are you concerned for these people? Look at this is not exactly set up to where it's conducive to you to sit here and talk, right? So I think it's perfect. I think Bob is perfect. I love Bob. Um, and 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 yes, that 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 has seems to have been played out through Bob's form, and I couldn't be more grateful for that. But but who knows? Who knows? At some at some point, it could even be Bob. If Bob's like, uh, you know what? I realize that I want to turn my phone off when I'm having wisdom dialogues. I realize that I want to be an example to everyone who comes to wisdom dialogues that this is something worth listening to. And if a cute chick calls, I'm not over there with the cute chick. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. I love you. <laughs> Okay, I said, yay, Bob. Yes. And, you know, that helps me so much because it shows me that, you know, for me, I was not valuing it as much as I could value it to be sitting through that with Hawaiian Sanctuary. And then over, you know, actually for actually for, for quite a bit, some weeks, many weeks, actually, at the trading post, it was great. You know, there was like a closed container. It was great. But then it started to go a little, little bit of a direction. And then it went in a lot of a direction in one where it just showed me, OK, for me, for my own learning and and the guidance that was coming to through me, it's like, that's enough. Oh, you don't need to. You don't need to be on it uh, trying to teach that, trying, trying to teach, right? Basically, it's like, and and yeah, I can hold a badass space. I could have all this stuff going on around me and I can still hold a space and still tune in. And I noticed the people that are sitting around are trying, they have to try to be there, to be present with all the distractions going on, right? Uh, so, so it's like, if if there can't be a space, where there's not distractions, if there can't be a space where there, and I'm sure there can, 
If there can't be a space, though, apparently, where the host isn't even interested in the talk, then no need. (laughs) I'm interested. I'll do it online. Yay. I love you, everyone. Thank you so much for joining. Um, Thank you, Bob. I really appreciate you. Um, I know that you know that I love everything you do, and I appreciate everything you do, and I appreciate everything you've done for Wisdom Dialogues, and I think you're fucking awesome. Um, And I thank you for the lessons that come through that, and I thank you for joining even now, too, and I thank you for everything you share. Next week, we'll be right on top of Bob's thing. I read the first... uh, a couple words. It looks like it's fucking awesome. So we'll be on that. And uh, yay. Mahalo, aloha, and a hooey ho. <laughs>